What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode uh, 95? Question mark? You kind of you, you know it's more It's probably 80-something. It is like 81, I think. 81? Yeah. Possibly. Uh, today, oh. we're talking about the expectations you have going into car modding. Oh. Uh, we got some, some housekeeping merch out. If you guys want to check out some new stuff, we got tank tops. You want to point to it, Ryan? Oh, tank top right here. We got green shirts. We got white shirts. Tim's wearing one of those. Yep. Bunch of new hats. Black yes. shirts behind me. Yep. Yeah, Game everyone boo Al. Fix. He is late, but he will be here, so yep. we'll see him eventually. Al forgot, and now, he's, now he'll eventually be here, but so I don't know if I really want to go hard, because he'll probably be the main one that <laughs> you guys bring me for controversy and yep. argue about stuff. Yeah, you and him are definitely getting into a fight. 100%. But uh, Tim, Maybe. you you were the first one that piped up about the topic. Yeah, Anything yeah. Anything that first comes to mind when... <laughs> oh, um, man. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, a lot. You know, since, since I'm one of the remote tuners here, uh, I constantly deal with people that have these fully modified cars where everything has been touched and expect their cars to drive like a stock car that makes half the horsepower. And it drives me crazy. Drives, yeah. drives me absolutely crazy. Like, it, there's going to be little hiccups here and there i mean it's yeah. and, and anybody that says that a fully modded car will drive exactly like stock is lying well yeah. it's not even we're saying it comes with negatives it's just going to be different it's going to yeah. be different like, yeah <laughs> yeah so um i guess what i mean let's talk about it in general let's keep it general before so our last person get here too uh, like for us personally like expectations of a modded car versus a non-modded car like for a stock car what would you say you would you know it'll drive nice it'll be easy it'll be mm -hmm. smooth no hiccups no weird when i turn left at this certain time yeah. doing this one specific thing it may not do any of that but that's because it's stock mm -hmm. but you know then you'll get things like oh, i want to do a cam i want to make more power i want to oh look who decides to show their face oh, come on. this is like three six minutes ahead of normal schedule <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not my fault i'm just saying it's i'm here on time yeah like uh for for example uh this is pretty much pretty much any modification that you do to the car like let's say oh you know all gm cars sit way too high yep I don't yeah. know if there's a single GM car that sits at the right height from the factory. Probably not. Um, so you lower it a little bit, and now you, you know, if you lower it a little bit, you're reducing the upward suspension travel. So you got to stiffen the springs a little bit, stiffen the shocks a little bit. So there's the obvious, like my car rides stiffer now, um, now that I lowered it. But then there's the like bump steer and your caster is screwed up and yep. you know that car is engineered like hundreds of thousands of dollars of engineering put into like you know these cars to make them ride perfect yeah at stock ride height yeah but then All as soon right. as you you know lower it you're, you're gonna get some weird weird stuff mm -hmm. your geometry and, is is different yeah it's it, wrong <laughs> it's wrong you, you want to hear something funny when you talked about all GM cars sitting higher than they should, last night when I was on my walk, I saw uh, Impreza with the, like the uh, Forester suspension on it, like people do. Yeah. And the the thought that came in my head was, oh wow, a stock red line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, man. No. And old school GM stuff is really way, bad. It's way like, worse because they came with itty bitty wheels and they set up really high. Yeah. <laughs> itty bitty oh. wheels, like I, eight inches of sidewall. 
I will say, I think I think the Grand Prix and specifically the Ions, the Ions are really, yeah, really bad. bad. Like, and that's not even me like crapping on Ions. No, like, the they ride just, height was bad. They were the Cobalts were bad, but the Ion was really bad. You know, yeah. even even stuff like let's uh, let's talk about wheels. Oh yeah. So you change the offset and width on your wheels, and now your tires sit a couple inches wider than stock. Yep. That screws up stuff. Yeah, you yeah, can't. You can you rub. the full lock little. Yeah. <laughs> well, there, there's the obvious rubbing, but now there's the leverage on your wheel bearing. Yep. Yeah. So now you have this wheel sitting out an inch further from your wheel bearing. Most likely, it's most likely it's probably heavier than stock as well. So you know you have that you know, th- that much more rotating weight. Yeah. Um, my reps. And your stock wheel bearing that was supposed to last, let's say, 50, 60 k, is yeah. now going to last 30, 40. Yeah. yeah. And then you bought an AutoZone wheel bearing, so you're down to like 10, 15. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I think overall it comes to a thing where, um, especially for a lot of pe- a lot of our customers. They modify their dailies. So, yeah. Which they, I did the same thing. We all did. I, I we think, all did it. I yeah. think everybody at this table modified their daily at some point. But then we realize with modifying your daily sometimes, you needed a new daily. You needed a new daily sometimes, depending on how far you get with it. I don't think anyone here has a stock daily currently. No. Nope. Oh, I've yeah. got a stock anyway, daily. I don't nope. have a stock daily. I, do I don't have right. a stock daily, no. I've, <laughs> yeah. I've got like five mod cars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's all about, I think there's in this podcast, we're just going to talk about various examples of people's different expectations. Yeah. Because I think, I think because people play a lot of video games, I, I, I even pin a lot of it on video games or the media, or just even what you see on the forums and on Facebook pages, you'll hear the guy, yeah, I'm making 900 horsepower stock, daily drivable, totally reliable. He's lying. Yeah. He is 100%. We all know that guy. Yeah, I've been daily driving my car every day for 15 years and 900 horsepower. You probably have, but that's not count the weekends that your car was broken or down or the times that you stranded. Or all the crap that you have to deal with. Yeah. Mm. Like just loud, rattly cars because you did weight savings and and (laughs) you've got solid motor mounts because what what factory motor mount can handle a thousand horsepower? Yeah. None. There's a difference. And this is kind of just a semantics argument, Mm -hmm. but I think you'll agree with me. There's a difference between having a daily driver and daily driving a mod car. Yes. No, that's not semantics. That's just reality. If you accept that reality... Yeah, that's fine. Like I, I was there. I daily drove my six hundred ish horse Ion for a long time, mm-hmm. but it's not like I was out doing six hundred horsepower pulls every day. It, yeah. I mean, a lot of days, but not every yeah. day. Yeah, exactly. If you needed to get to work that day, you were taking it easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it kind of depends on your age too. Like the younger I was, yeah. like I would, I would be launching my Eclipse like almost daily you know yeah. not like in breaking it like weekly uh but then now like uh, my atsv like i rarely even floor the thing no like, and very I think, rarely i think that's with age too and i think we have a well me and i are the same age tim you're a little older than trevor's the youngest we have a good spread of that too but yeah as, we, as i think everyone here has gotten a little older we punch our cars and beat the snot out of them less and less on the street mm-hmm. for sure yep. like i will if the only time i really punch a car or act a fool is if i'm around you guys or some other people. Like if I, I would be just not out of daily cars for like I was driving a tennis house, taking one of his cars, and I would come up to him like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's that's happening. If yeah. you and I are next to each other, it's happening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, Especially if you're driving a slow car. Oh yeah, I'm gonna yeah, punch I mean, it every. That, that's I'm gonna, a fact. I was gonna say, how often do you punch the base model, Tim? Oh, well, you can punch it all the, the time. Same amount, really. 
honestly, like I don't, whatever vehicle, you know what? I probably beat on my slower cars more, more than, than I do the faster. Yeah, because you can't. Ones. You don't break the speed limit when you. <laughs> yeah. No, but no, that's that's another thing too. Like, yeah. there does come a time where if your car is too fast, it gets less fun to beat on it on the street. Yes. Because yeah. number one, it can break easier. And guys, and it kind of going back to my point earlier too. A lot of people think it's need for speed that you can fully mod a car out and all this other stuff, <laughs> and it never breaks. <laughs> wrong you're gonna start yeah. finding all the stuff that's going to break but yeah you start punching all over the place and you're five you're four to fifty you know two times the stock horsepower limit car it's gonna start breaking stuff a lot more and you're gonna you're gonna figure that out like you're, you're gonna have random catastrophic failures yeah and and like my base model like what's the worst that's gonna happen to it like like <laughs> not yeah. really anything like right. let's be real here like what's nothing's gonna break on the base model I mean, but yeah. it's probably near full power by the time you're at half pedal anyway. <laughs> you're right though but then my sonic you know that's 200 you know over 250 wheel horsepower more than it, double stock power more yeah. than stock double power like that thing could break at any moment it could be yeah. the engine it could be the tranny like it, an axle like anything at any time mm-hmm. a perfect example and guys for those who don't know too uh snowball snowball's been up recently it's been doing great we've just been checking all the bugs off it excuse me on the new turbo setup we were just driving it nicely back from getting the fender redone and the flywheel bolts broke the aluminum we're, we're pretty sure i said we're going to tear it down and see what happened but that was us just driving it nicely yeah and it just we're cruising along just bringing it back and all of a sudden wing, like, well that's oh. the other thing too is like high horsepower crazy build cars like you miss a shift and it's a bad time yeah most yeah. stock cars you can put it in the wrong gear and you're probably oh, okay yeah. like yeah yeah and that's this is like overall too I mean, what kind of what tim was saying earlier about stock you know slower cars too huh. You could beat the snot out of them, and not break the speed limit, and then also with those with open wastegate dumps and stuff, it's very noticeable when I get on my car. It's very noticeable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But with a stock car like a base model. You see that? That yeah. last comment? That's kind of cool. Hello, Bad Tree Productions. Oh, wow. We hope you like what you see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at that. No but, SRT4 swaps, but feel free to hang out. Yeah. We're glad you're here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we are totally in for some uh, Ecotech swaps. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's talk about that. Yeah. Let's, well, let's not, do that. Not, not, not on this podcast. <laughs> we're <laughs> staying we're, on topic. <laughs> no, we're not. Yes. Uh, I'm going to do my best to wrangle. See? Hey. See? Now you're just trying to make a point. I feel no, like. I'm always doing that. All right, so so you you have your suspension stuff, and then uh, now let's talk about exhaust. Like, uh, let's say you have Ooh. a cruise, Ooh. and it has or a freaking cobalt, and it has like a one and seven eighths exhaust pipe diameter, and then you go and put your two and a half, your three inch cat back on it. Mm-hmm. That exhaust pipe is like twice the size of stock. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know it, it it has three times the chance of touching something. Yep. Doing this, turning this random corner, hitting this bump at this right, you know, like, you know, stuff is going to touch happen. every once in a while. Um, you know, and in the tuning, you know, obviously if you have like big cams in your, you know, your Ecotech or your LTG car, um, there's going to be times where there's like some VE and, and math conflicts in the file and there's going to be a weird little stutter as it switches over between the two. You know, it's, it, this stuff just happens. Now, um, you know, one thing we could talk about is like, it is possible to have a a highly modified car and still get great gas mileage. Yes. Right. Now that's possible. That's a good thing to bring up because I see comments like that from customers all the time. Uh, 
it seemed more common in the one four platform of people wanting a a performance tune and a gas mileage tune. Like yeah, those areas that you're driving in when you're trying to get gas mileage or when you're trying to use full performance are completely separate areas of the tune. Yes. Like the, there's absolutely no reason to have to need both. Now, if you physically mod your car for more power, there are certain mods that are going to hurt your mileage. Injectors. We, we can't fix that with a tune. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, and that, that's once again, comes with having expectations. I, I will say the, I, that's the example of the one four is a pretty good because commonly I'll get calls like, Hey, I want to make 120 horsepower over stock. But I want to keep my stock gas miles and run 87. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, yeah, well, you're going to have to pick a couple. Yeah, things. you're going to have to pick a few things. Like the 87, like, we got to bring that one back up, too. Yeah, no. That I mean, one's yeah. got to get brought back up later. Yeah. yeah. But, but, yeah, like, like um, you know, I, I 100% agree with Al on that, for sure. Yep. It's, you just, man. Um, you can, you can have great gas mileage but when it comes to injector sizing i think that's the number one thing you got to worry about like if you have good injector data which not every injector has great data out there and not every ecm file is in a setup in a format that you can import the data Mm -hmm. that's out there either Mm -hmm. but um you know if you start if you're running an injector that's twice the size of stock most times three times man like you're probably going to have some issues that initial issues at idle you know, like a one four car, like yeah. you even pulling, even unlocking the FSCM and yanking the fuel pressure out at idle, like you're still sitting on the sixty pound injector minimum. Mm-hmm. Or let's just talk about Siemens injectors in general. Right, sixties like, and eighties, they suck. They're terrible. They're, they're cost effective. Yeah, they're cost they're, effective. They're what customers newer to cars and modding don't understand is that this. The Siemens 60s and 80s are decades old technology. Okay, we still offer them because they still do the job that they were meant to do, and they're a cost-effective option. If you want a high-flow injector that's going to idle as close to stock as possible, those are available on the website as well. They also are twice the price. Right, for a reason. Yes. So, I mean, and that comes with just, once again, expectations, expectations overall. On this topic, though, we were just talking earlier about when I drove my car up here for the interview. Mm-hmm. At that time, my Ion was compound turboed, making somewhere in the mid to upper fives on E85 with the, I had an F23 in it. Mm-hmm. But that trip up here, I averaged 27 miles a gallon on E85. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Granted, that was almost exclusively highway, and I was intentionally driving nice. Yeah. But that just goes to show that just because your car is capable of making a lot of power doesn't mean you have to drive it that way all the time, and it Correct. doesn't mean your mileage is automatically going to be terrible. Like It still relies heavily on you and how you drive the car. Which is true. To an, to an extent, too, I mean, I think I'd say because, but sometimes, there are, like I said, certain mods are going to, like, if your car is a full balls, tilt to the wall, you know, all the stuff you can do to it, there mm-hmm. are going to be some sacrifices you are going to have to make. And once again, that yeah. goes to this overall topic of what your expectation was. Kind of going back to your exhausting, something I get a lot of that people that are newer to modding and stuff, and it's their true daily, they want to do a three-inch straight pipe. Talking about you, 3800 guys, I want to do a no resonator, no muffler, oh, straight man. pipe, three-inch 
inch exhaust. That's mm. almost worse than a LSJ Cobalt three inch. Man, it is not thirty eight hundreds, man. Like the Cobalt guys muffler deletes. Oh, the Cobalt guys. Sonic guys muffler deletes. Like, um, man, like LTG guys are doing it too. Like, I get a lot of guys like straight piped exhaust, and I'm like, oh god, that sounds terrible. Yeah. Hey like, guys, what? maybe we're just old. What car <laughs> sounds good with a straight piped exhaust? Hey Five liter Mustangs. Maybe. I mean, I don't like them. Every day, though. Oh, heck no. (laughs) Yeah. So, hey, guys, newsflash. Newsflash. Sorry, but no one thinks your straight pipe NA or LSJ Cobalt or even your LNF Cobalt. No one thinks they sound good. I'm sorry. Any car. I don't think there's any car that sounds better without a muffler or resonator on it. I can agree to that. I can even name a an awesome v8 car like still it sounds better with something to like tame it down a tiny bit turbos act like mufflers so they also make stuff sound better so yeah anything that smooths eric get out of here (laughs) (laughs) eric's making bad choices guys do not listen to eric eric is one type of easy performance right now a straight piped lnf doesn't sound bad man i'd love lnfs dude i love love lnfs i hate (laughs) sounds like a tractor man a straight piped lnf on my car on, on my car, the Snowball, I still have a resonator. Straight pipe LSJs, sorry guys, that's that's top two nope. worst sounding cars here. Like, I, I can yeah. see where maybe some people in the chat might be referencing just like the full throttle sound, which if you're making enough power, almost anything sounds good. Well, power, power, makes, yeah, power makes stuff sound We're, we're specifically speaking in the context of do you want to go make a three-hour drive in this yes. car? Or even a, even a daily one, start up in the morning to go to work. Like, it just gets annoying sometimes. I, w- I will say, like, guys, you have to expect, like, a lot of people get it, and almost 100% of people come and say, I wish I would have got a resonator. I wish I would have got a muffler. Yeah. Almost 100% of the time, because they realize every day listening to, as it's rattling off your head, and it's at the perfect frequency <laughs> to annoy you, and you can't hear your radio at all anymore, it's... It's not a thing. I do not like like straight piping anything. I will have a muffler and resonator and a cat. Yeah, I mean, how about how about like a VQ, the old Nissan VQ V6? Like those sound good stock. They sound good with a good exhaust. They sound good quiet, but as soon as you straight pipe them, it's one of the worst sounds ever. It's crazy how much of a difference there is. I don't understand. So, but you know what? I do understand. It went from VQs being the worst, one of some of the best sounding V6s, and everyone thought that until all of a sudden they have this super negative, like all VQs sound like crap. Shout out Bill Kish. No, that's not true. I agree with you. Because VQs, like, they will always say, oh man, VQ sound really good. They sound super great, you know. This they and that. do. Yeah. But now since they're getting cheaper and younger people get them, they're yeah. straight piping them. That's how people the guys' names all VQ sound like crap. Like, no, they don't. They just no. people straight pipe them. They sound like poo-poo. You know, just point. just like um just like our thirty eight hundred. Like uh I mean, you know one thing, man, I'd hate to conflict myself, but my ATSV with our drag pipe setup sounds pretty good straight piped. It did sound pretty good. Darn it. Wait, wait no, no. Oh, man. It had cats on it, though, didn't it? It did have cats. It has turbo. Turbo cars kind of break rules a little bit, but it's turbos and cats. So it's like two mufflers. It's two mufflers. And LNF, it doesn't work with an LNF, though. It kind of does. You can, if you if you could delete one of them, you can delete something. Maybe you're right there. You, you might be right on Because you can do a cat, a turbo, you can have LNF with a cat 
and a muffler and it still sound good. You can do it well enough with a resonator and a, and a cat sound good. You, but if you can only delete one, if you delete two, it's <laughs> yeah, bad. Ryan has the secret. Code. I have the secret. I've known them. Now up, LSJs, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. I'm I'm with you on the LSJ. LSJs, you can't like. You need you a delete. resonator and a muffler and, and, a, cat. and a cat <laughs> and an extra muffler <laughs> and an extra muffler. <laughs> LSJ straight pipe guys, they sound like crap. They but I will say, good. I've heard a couple LSJs with the right setup. That sound, sound good. awesome. Yeah. I think they sound I th- really good. I think a mid length header, two and a half inch exhaust, resonator, muffler, yep. cat, yeah. L- uh, LSJ sounds good. Make yeah. sure yep. wherever your that. exhaust is, the blower is just above that. Yes. yes. Ah, yeah. Yes. yes. That's a good call. Yeah, that's, so, a, that's a good metric. If yeah. you can't hear the blower anymore, your exhaust is yeah. too loud. But yes. Yep. Expectations. You can't, like, guys, you think about, if we all think about, oh, so many people think about the right now. Oh, my car yeah. is going to sound super cool, this and that. Yeah. For like 20 minutes, and then you try to sneak in at night <laughs> quietly, or you try to leave in the morning while your neighbor's hating you. Yeah. Ooh. Good luck with that. Yep. So, but next. Oh, yeah. Let's let's circle back to Al's thing. I yeah. got sidetracked. Yeah. Um, the gas mileage tune versus a high horsepower tune. Mm-hmm. I think Trifecta kind of started this crap. And I, and I love Trifecta, but like, I hate the switchable tune crap. Like, if you want good gas mileage, just don't floor your car like be nice to the pedal like i don't want to have to click a button that makes me go fast because that's one more thing i have to remember to do i think when trifecta did the switch tune stuff that wasn't their intention i think it was more so like 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 how we talked about earlier it's fun to beat on a slow car Mm -hmm. okay so you can put your gm stage one tune on and go drive hard and have fun with it or you have your your full sauce tune. What I'm I'm speculating, but I kind of think that that's how it came around. But yeah. then it transitioned into people thinking they have to have yeah. two tunes. Well, see, well that that came with once again expectation. I before it's DZ performance. I the snowball had Han parts and a trifecta tune on it, mm-hmm. and I had the switchable tune. It had its good moments and its bad moments. And again, this is kind of going again with the expectation of it. It. I didn't know that like every t- like sometimes I would just I would need to get into a quick race mode and be like, oh, oh, crap, I'm on the stock tune version, mm-hmm. you know, so that's an extra button I'll always forget. However, it was great to hurt my friend's feelings. I had my one <laughs> friend on the what, what, what I, yeah. I had a, my LS, I had a, the stock tune on and my other guy had an LSJ and he thought, oh, I'm going to get you now. I have a stage three, blah, blah, blah. So I put stock tune on and it was like, <laughs> and so and then I put the real tune on, I was like, yeah. yeah. But again, that's kind of like I expected to be like, oh yeah, switchable. You know, it'll hide it, this and that, blah blah blah. So that if whoever doesn't know, that's what I thought. But then I was like, it just had so many weird. Sometimes and then it, you ended up just driving it in race mode all the time. Exactly. Yeah. But like again, uh, eventually it came down to I just had one tune. Like eventually, like it has so many weird stuff. I would have to uh, sometimes unplug, you know, the the PCM, let it sit for ten seconds, put it back in, hope, and then hope the tune like would reactivate itself you know it's just weird stuff that i've had yeah there was a there were some issues that were that came up because of the hp tuners and trifecta yes not working smoothly together yes so sometimes it worked great sometimes it didn't now for switchable tunes i mean I, I do like the idea of it like if it was used correctly like al said i like it i had a tweaker that's old school Ford tuner. That's um, not what I know of a tweaker. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, um, this tweaker, like it, 
it was a piggyback setup mm-hmm. and it did have a dial that you could put in your glove box or wherever you wanted and you could have like a race gas tune or like a s- extra spicy tune or, or you could have your like daily tune and that was kind of nice like let's say you know ryan and i like to road co- well, and um trevor we, we like to road course so obviously you can't have your spicy tune on and be on a road course yeah and that know, makes sense. You know, you can't have the dial turn to 10 and then go on a road course and beat on it for 20 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you got to drop the boost down for, for road course stuff to keep the temps down. Um, so that's nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but, but I don't like This the, is where I came up with the phrase, stop building all season cars. Well, see, I don't agree with though. See, I like all season. Yeah, see, nah. I Team like all season cars. Like, see, and, and now, like, and we're like this again, this ties into expectations. So don't. I'm talking to you. Okay. Um, okay. With all season cars, if you are going out to specifically build guys, so basically uh, to give you a paraphrase, Al likes to build a purpose built cars. Like us, like his, his honey badger. That is a half mile and quarter mile car only. Doesn't yep. drive on the street anymore. Doesn't do all that stuff. Well, I think us three at least can say we've gone to the too far point yes. where we started to dislike things and we've gone backwards yes. with our builds and I'm we like sure. them more now. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think there's a difference though. I, I agree with you, mm-hmm. but I think you have to differentiate between building a car that's good at many things and trying to build a car that's great at everything. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you guys, without even realizing it, you understand yeah. if you want a car to do everything, it do can't you be want 10 a jack of all trades yes. or a master of something. Uh, uh, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, okay. so this kind of goes into the main topic overall like as long as you understand what you're trying to do yes you can make it work yes or you buy an atsv and then you can and then it just does everything everything. but again (laughs) this goes over overall expectation the atsv let's look at it a cobalt making 400 horsepower is twice the horsepower that that car came with Mm mm-hmm which is stressed on way more things. It's not as much displacement. You have an ATSV with 3.6 liters, two turbos, and enough displacement to do whatever you ha- the heck you want to do with them. And out of the box, it was designed to do that. And that's another thing, guys. There are cars that are designed, especially in the modern, mm-hmm. to just be fast. Yeah. An ATSV making high fives, that's only 100 horsepower for stock. Yeah, it's still 500 something horsepower, but it's going to be able to go to a road course and beat Snive and drive home. Right. Versus a 550 horsepower LNF, you have to very... I'm, I get three laps, then I'm then I'm pulling myself. It also costs as much as like fourteen cobalts. Yeah, and if you put fourteen, 14? cobalts worth of money into one cobalt, it might be able to do that <laughs> no, kind of stuff. And it still won't be able to do that. Still gonna break. probably not. Yeah, it's still gonna break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's still gonna break. <laughs> yeah, no. And I say fourteen. I don't know if that number's accurate. It's I bet it's I mean, close. It gets the point across. Yeah, like yeah. I would say, snowball is like the best attempt at that yes and it broke flywheel bolts for absolutely no no reason reason. so it's like it's it's frustrating because like ryan has put a lot of money (laughs) and you know a lot and a lot of work into the car and it still freaking breaks on occasion randomly just driving even the prior issue knowing what we know now and looking back i think that was could have been caused by the injectors yeah 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 those other ones so it's just a bunch of random (laughs) other things that just happen with these vehicles. Oh, but hey, again, Randy. Oh, oh what up? Randy, do you have that damn Z04 on the car yet? I don't have a scan from you. No. Ooh. What are you doing? He's waiting on something. He was Ooh. crying earlier in Messenger. Randy needs to go get my hood since he's closer than me. But anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. I've got Randy's hood, so, you know. We oh, can, maybe Randy can go get swap. my hood, then we can swap. I'll bring it to him. Uh, but Yeah, oh. I bet you Randy would love that. Uh-huh. See? Bring, like, you could probably work out a deal with him. 
Do it. We'll talk. Get it out of my office. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> Figure it out. So, so uh, but expectations. So you like kind of saying like the how much overstock is your is your car and how, how and how it's how is it going to yeah. drive? Um, something too. Let's. I'm gonna go to the 3800 guys for a second. I'm not calling out any names, but there are certain customers that we've had that get a put a NIC cam in the car or they put an ST4 cam in the car or they put some aggressive cam in their now way more than way way more modded car it was either NA before or supercharged before and they expect the car to never have any issues never have a single issue oh man like guys hmm. there has to be I get it you know you want some reliability of it and it's still like it's, there, there may be times where it stalls occasionally it may you go around a corner sometimes with your AC on and you know your music blast you found the perfect found combination the of things yeah and your car stalls i will say to that point this is an opinion i think you can control a heavily modded car better in a manual than auto in that instance like autos get a little weirder when stuff gets modded Uh, and you have to like agree with that like you're talking like a big heavy cam car yeah unless you you get a really good dialed tune on your transmission or whatever but like well no i mean there's always manual you can drive around it there's always that low extra load that the torque converter has, so I'm with you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can you know, if, yeah. as soon as you put a big lumpy cam in it, you your your idle is weaker. It yeah. makes mm-hmm. less, you know, power and torque at idle. So, yeah, you have that converter you're trying to spin, but it's not letting you spin. Yeah, that's just a little bit of extra load on it. Yeah. In a manual tranny, like your foot's always kind of on the gas pedal anyway. <laughs> You know, so like if it starts to twitch, boom, you just touch it and you're, oh, you put you're your good clutch, to go. Yeah, put, put your yeah. clutch in and stuff. Mm-hmm. For like, like, yeah, there, there are little weird things like that. So again, your expectation. But when you guys will come for, I want a 490 horsepower 3800 that used to be an NA car, you're going to have some weird idle. Your idle's going to be bump, you know, bump up a little mm-hmm. bit. You're going to have a few misfires at idle. Your guys, cars going to open, maybe die. You're going to have the exhaust smell, stuff like On that. On the cam note, though, uh, if there was any part that you need a gas mileage one and a power one, you'd need a gas mileage cam and a yeah. power cam. <laughs> so, modular cam. So to add a caveat to what I was saying earlier, if you have a big nasty cam in your car, you're going to get worse mileage. Yeah. That's just how it works. Well, that's what I'm saying. Again, that's expectation. Too. Also, too, let's just talk about braking since we've kind of touched on it. Let's talk about braking. Your guys, you're if Ooh. you if you daily a mod car or or whatever plan for it to fail. Plan have a backup. I had a story about that that Go for it. made me think of it because you were talking about brake kits the other yeah. day. I had a buddy that bought a brake kit for a totally different car. Um, big brake kit, whatever. He drove it for a couple years, loved it. Pads wore out. Called the company, couldn't reach anyone. Oh, he had no idea what the caliper was from. Anything like? Oh. And you didn't even think of that when he bought the brake kit. Obviously, yeah. you know, like. What oh, plan to get you hit? You know, uh, really good brake, guys. This actually surprised the crap out of me. Um, I contacted, um, I'll have to think, I'll have to look it up, but, you know, say something to me later. Yeah. A really good brake guy can look at the brake pad and, and tell like, you exactly out. what it is. Because one thing I didn't know is that brake pads have a universal part number. That, like, there is a part number for the the brake pad back plate mm. and that 
crosses so a caliper over. designer will choose one of those and yes. design their oh, caliper. Yeah, that's around pretty it. cool. Interesting. So like to I know. took a picture of it and he was like, oh, that's a whatever part number. And then I realized that some brake pad manufacturers actually use some of that part number in their part numbers. Oh, like in and the skew. Like, yeah. Oh, wow. That's, that's cool. neat. That power stop and Carbotech, their their brake pad part numbers start with the first yep. like four digits. And that's, yeah. that's that. Then that's that, that yep. specific pad. one. Yeah. Huh. That makes so, sense. That's and knowledge know. is power. Knowledge yeah. is power. <laughs> But um, but yeah no it's just one of those things that um, you know there, there there comes a lot of expectations like I think uh, I think there are a lot of unrealistic expectations yep. when modding a car especially a daily yeah. like people get their first car they want to mod the crap out of it and then when something breaks like for instance our warranty issues you know like we hey we say oh yeah hey man I have a axle you know my car is low my axle broke hey can can I can I get a warranty like absolutely man send it back to us this and we got to make sure take a look at it well it's my only car. Well, did you plan for that? Do you have a backup axle? Like, do you have another way to work? Like, there are certain things, you know. You're right. We, <sighs> I'm currently dealing with that with a customer yeah. in a vastly different but equally, like, yep. WTF situation. We understand wanting to mod your daily because we've all done it. Yep. But it is your responsibility to have a backup plan when yes. something goes wrong. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and and this is going to sound a little crappy, but, but customers, please take this like I'm saying it. Your emergency is not ours. Right. To an extent. You know, and, like. And, and I, I understand why, like, especially when a customer's already upset about something. Yeah. They're not going to like the way that that sounds. Yes. But you have to take a step back and be realistic and look at the situation. Yeah. If yeah. this was a bone stock daily and you snapped an axle on the side of the road, you're not going to walk to AutoZone. They're like, oh, yeah, here, take this and then just bring the other one back. Yeah. You, no, you buy it. it and then you go fix your car. Yeah. And that's the same way it works here. Yeah. Well, it's just yeah. like deal with the situation before it happens. Like download yeah. the Uber app on your phone. Like, yeah. Whatever you got to do. Whatever just, you got to do. Yeah. Have a tow truck. There's triple yeah. triple A. If car guys, if you guys don't have triple A, triple A is amazing. Triple <laughs> yeah, A is pretty um, good. And to, to go along with what Ryan said, like, okay, let's say you have this highly modified car or, or stock car. I yes, don't care, whichever. really. Like, if it breaks and it, the part is under warranty, that's cool. We're going to do everything in our power to help you get yep, your yeah. new part. Yep. That's, well, that's what I was just we're thinking. We're not going to just send you a new part. Just, I'm well, sorry. If because we it. can't. Yeah. yeah, we can't do that because what's going to happen is like 90% of the people we would send that part to are not going to send us the bad one back. No. It, so it's like, just like every other mother freaking store on the planet yeah, you if you want a replacement part you bring it to the store and you hand it to the customer service person and then they do their thing and exchange it just because we're states away doesn't change that yeah like right. sorry like you know, if you got a bad gallon of milk at meyer you can call them and complain but they're not going to refund your money until you until bring, you bring them that back. bad gallon of milk back. Mm -hmm. Like that's and and if you need a gallon of milk right now, then order it right now, and then like and then send the bad one back because we'll so probably refund we you for the second one. Like yep. depending on but depending on the part, we on have the done things like that in yeah, certain we do. cases where yep. a customer needs a part as quickly as possible. We'll yep. say, okay, you can Pay buy this one yep. as a deposit, and we'll ship it. As fast as you're yep. willing to pay, which yeah. we can't do that right now. Thanks, yep. UPS. 
And then when they send the other one back, we'll refund it. And in a very specific circumstance, we have done things like that because we want to help you guys. Yep. But yep. like Tim explained, if we just took everyone at their word we, and we would be apart, ZZ Performance would be out of business. Yeah. We, yeah. J- just and got, I hate that that's the reality of the world, but it is. You and know we're. You know it's the truth. Perfect example. Yeah. Sorry. So we had a customer that you know again. He's like, hey, I need this part of this and that blah blah. It was, it was, you know, I was like, hey, man, you know, send it back. I can't, this and that. You need to send me right now. And so we, we, we mulled about it, you know, a bunch of times. You know, you sent me the wrong part of this and that, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, this and that, you know. Later we find out that he's lying. It never broke. And now he just has two. And, they, and he never sent the other one back. And then when we hound about it, he said, okay, it's coming back now. And there's just, there's just a lot of, unfortunately, dishonest people out there. You know, and that is unfortunate. You know, we, it's, it's that. And then we need to part back to see why it failed, too. And sometimes a downpipe, we can fix a downpipe, and you will never have another problem again. Mm-hmm. You know, but, again, expectations. So when, guys, just make sure you know you, as a person, you have to take personal responsibility. We like that word around here, personal responsibility. Yeah. You are modding your car. You are making the choice to mod your car, which is good. We like modding cars. Modding cars is fun. But no, you're also making that choice. You respect, accept that responsibility. On top of all of this, our warranty policy is very clearly explained on the website. Yep. That hmm. every single person has the capability of looking up and reading before they purchase a part. It's actually a really good warranty, too. It's a, <laughs> it is. That's just, like, people kind of give us crap for it, but it's like, it is the best warranty I've seen out of any company. We yeah. could technically right. not have it. Yeah. <laughs> we are allowed to do that. Yeah. But we do. But we do. We stand behind our stuff. Yep. So, you know, but yeah. So, yeah, we've talked about the exhaust stuff. We've talked about, you know, what to do, with, especially with the car braking. We've talked about cam stuff, which mm-hmm. is, I'm really glad we talked about cam stuff. Um, idling stuff, fuel stuff, suspension stuff. I mean. Hey, can we talk crap about ATS customers right now? I mean, yeah. Go, let's go let's for do it. Your funeral. Let's do this. <laughs> All right. Um, so, you have, you have GM, right? Yeah. And they're selling a Cadillac. So, this Cadillac has to be comfortable and quiet and nice and all oh, this, right? I know what you're talking <laughs> about. And then yeah. you have these kids, I think, that oh, yeah, want to buy these Cadillacs well, and they're kids like, oh, to us. and yeah. I want to, and I, well, kids to me, kids I to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, So they're like, okay, I want to, I want to increase my performance. I want to increase my horsepower. Everybody, what, what's one of the first things you want to do? A cold air intake. Yeah. <laughs> And then you, so they buy our colder intake, and then they're like, oh, what's this loud whooshing noise and whistling noise? Oh Is my, my car broken? Broke my car. Guys, return like, it. Guys, you, uh, th- you think we're joking about this? We had to specifically put a disclaimer on the website page for the ATS colder intake because you hear your turbo after it. I guarantee you there's been over 100 people. Yes. It's, it's a multiple times a week thing. Yeah. I would hey, say. Hey, Fred, I appreciate you, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's it's one of the things that, like, people, again, know A plus B equals C. Know yeah. what you're getting into. Uh, yeah. Like, you removed all the little quiet resonating stuff, and you have a turbo car. For a lot of people, a lot of customers, their first turbo car. Yeah. But... but when the customer calls up mad and says, your intake made my car louder. Like a, my car like, sounds like a hairdryer now. Like, uh, yeah? Yeah, you have oh, a... man. You have a... You have a Turbo car. That's what it's going to sound like at startup. And it sounds cool. So shut up. Yeah. yeah. It it, it sounds (laughs) cool. cool, So shut up. I agree. Like these cars have resonators on their charge pipes. Yep. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They oh, have man. resonators on the turbo outlets. They yeah. have resonators in the intake tubes. The airbox is engineered. Like, the airbox like has, like, cancellation a, chambers. Like, yeah. it is insane what they do to keep to keep that intake quiet. Because the average ATS customer, you know, a Cadillac mm. customer, I should That's say, wants their car to be pretty quiet. Yeah. And but like man, we we love like what's that uh, the Z- TFR mod? What is it? What oh the the turbo? Oh the T fifty one T fifty one mod. Like we're we're like trying to modify compressors to make more noise oh, in yeah. our own God. cars. I want I want the loudest turbo whistly boys yes. on the planet. Soon soon soon. I got I got a, like three projects I have to do before. I know that. I know. And it's then awesome. we have these guys that are like, oh my car's broken, and I'm like. Oh, Oh my gosh! Like, come no, on. it's not. Yeah, yeah. But this is kind of—it's kind of a prime example of this whole, like, this podcast subject. Yeah. Like, if you if you want your car to drive like stock and quiet and smooth, it needs to stay stock. And man, quiet and I'm smooth. sorry, but like, leave it stock. Yeah. You know, and and if if you have expectations, you can reach out to any of us here at ZZP and be like, yep. these are my expectations. I want to do stuff, but I don't want to break these expectations. We'll be like, okay, buy we this, love this, and this. When you email us with a bone stock car, yes, yeah. before you buy anything, and ask, ask, yeah, if you, yeah. If you, we're not telling you what you have to do, but we absolutely yeah. will guide you to what we think is your best route yeah. based on the hundreds yeah. and thousands of customers. What that do you want to do with, with the car? Exactly. I hear Ryan say it a if billion you times give today. me, if you email customer service at zperformance.com, you ask for me, say, Hey Ryan, I'm building, I have, let's use that. I have a ATS. I want to make 320 wheel horsepower. I want to daily drive it. Just kind of stomp on it here and there. I want something that's going to be reliable. I will say, okay, what's your budget? I have this much money. I say, okay, your budget is attainable or isn't. We can turn it down and we can adjust it. Here's what you need to get there and here's what you want to do. I don't have a customer. Hey, man, I want to have a cool 350 horsepower car. What's my direct path to get there? Brother, I got you. Here's your budget. Here's this. Here's that. Bam. Well, and then is it going to be a 350 road course car or a 350 drag exactly. car? Exactly. Totally uh, different builds. Yeah, it is. Like, do you like? Do you want to go road coursing? Like, okay, here's you want to do. You want to go to a drag show? All right, here's you going to do. Or do you, you want to race your buddies on the highway? Yeah, you like, want to do highway race? Yeah. I got you too. No, we we will help you set up. So whatever you want. Quick point off that on expectations on uh, the unlimited budget guys. Because I hear you talking about oh, guys. Oh, my <laughs> God. The number of times that someone's called in and said they had an unlimited budget and it actually was true is exactly zero. Money yeah. is no object is okay. one of our favorite terms here. And I, and I, and, and my res- we're about to prove you wrong. Yeah. <laughs> my So I have a perfect example. I had an email from a customer say, hey, man, I have an 07 Cobalt automatic. I want to make 400 wheel horsepower, but money is no object. What's going to cost me? <laughs> Sell it. So I literally said, hey, man. And people hate when you say that, but it's I, honestly the best yeah. option. I was like, hey, man, if money was no object, you would not be driving a, a, a 2.2 Cobalt. I'm not trying to crap on you. I'm just being honest. If you had, if money was no object, you would be driving a 900 horsepower, you know. ZR1. Co- Z, or ZR1 or, or whatever. Like or, yeah, I was thinking of some car that came a with it. So let's just the start. The you have a hypercar? Yeah, n- like, 9, 918 <laughs> Spider. I was thinking of like a 918 Spider or something yeah. like that, a Porsche. You have some high horsepower car. But the reality is we are all, all on budgets. Whether we want to admit it or not, we're all on budgets. Mm-hmm. You know, 
And I would say, hey, man, if you want to do it, it's going to cost you $35,000. What? What? Huh? <laughs> well, I thought you said it was no object. Yeah, I thought his money was no object. If you say, hey, man, realistically, I got like 2000 bucks. What can I do with this thing? I was like, dude, do this, 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 and this. Call it a day. Enjoy mm-hmm. the car. Yeah, and, and we love it, too, when customers contact us and they're like, I've got two grand right now, but, you know, I'm probably going to end up spending a lot more than that. So just make sure that I, I, I buy mods that I won't have to re-upgrade Re-buy. later. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and we know how to do that, too, because that's how we operate. Goblin guys. I've the, the DF Goblin guys, <laughs> I have had a num, a bunch of them. And it's a lot of times, again, expectations. A lot of people think, hey, man, I got this Goblin. I want 500 horsepower. I'm like, no, you don't. No. No, you don't. No, you uh-uh. don't. No, you don't. So, <laughs> Even Justin don't. Yeah. He still drives it anyway. Yeah. So a lot of my LNF Goblin customers says, hey, man, I want to do this. I'm like, dude, have you ever driven, driven this car like with just an LNF stock turbo tune? He's like, well, no, not real. I'm still putting it together. Do this for me. Put it together. GM Stage 1 sensors. Get all your stuff together and let me and get a tune on it. We'll remote tune you. Let me know what you think. I get three weeks later. Man, that was the best decision ever. This thing is already way too freaking fast. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It weighs like nothing. But these, some yeah. of these, yeah. Yes, we will develop more parts for cruises. It's like we have seven cruises yeah. in the shop right now. Yeah, weird. Yeah, we're working on a front tranny mount right now. I Ooh. saw the plastic printed uh, prototype. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the Z04, you know, we're going to release that video soon. We're doing a cool route on the Z04. Don't, don't tell anybody, no more. Yep, I won't say any numbers, but um, we did it on the dyno yesterday, and it was yeah. cool. It was cool. We got so, video, I think, yep. we did. right? Yep. Video yep. Come out it's all soon. in video. But, um, but yeah, so overall, you know, again, expectation. And then, two, let's even talk about the kind of car that you're buying. Yeah. You have to have a proper expectation. All cars, especially the older they are, are not good at everything. Well, that's another thing on the point I just made when I asked yeah. you about the calls. I've heard a couple people call you, and they say, hey, I've got a Toyota Camry. Um, I've got a little extra money. I want a mod car. What should I get? Yeah. So they don't even have a stock car. They don't have a car, yep. period. Yep. But it's, they have a budget, and they're like, which should I get a Cobalt, an ATS? I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, again, I say, hey, man, well, what are your horsepower goals? What are you looking to do with the car? Um, and how much wrenching do you want to do on the car and or working on it? So if a customer says, do I want to do a road course, but I want a car that, that handles really good out of, the, out of the box and does this, unfortunately, I'm not going to I'm not gonna suggest a 3800 right out of the box, even though some of them do handle really good. Well, I'm not going to suggest a Bonneville. I'm not going to suggest a big, heavy <laughs> right. Bonneville For sure. in, in that a case. A couple of them handle really A couple good. of them handle really <laughs> yeah. good. Like, Bose Moose. Bose not, Moose not a good. couple models, a couple specific, specific vehicles. Yeah. So they're like, hey, I want this. I want a fun zippy car that, you know, I can just go and beat the crap out of and get a gas mileage. You're getting a Sonic. You need a Sonic. Uh-huh. Hey, man, I want 500 horsepower and a comfortable car that's going to be quiet. I can be reliable, beat snot out like Mustangs and stuff. You need an ATSV. You know, like stuff like that. You man, know? like that is pretty crazy Bing if bong. you think about it. Yeah. Like <laughs> for every like hobby you're into, there is a, pl- a different platform that works great. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I don't know, like, we'll see what you guys think, but I feel like the autocross killer that ZZP has is the Sonic. Oh, yeah. The Sonic is Whoa. the king of autocross. Uh, nope. Um, I Tesla. think Tesla, Model 3. It, it, yeah. Yeah, it, it budget, is. Though, but it's not going to satisfy the, the mod is. bug of our average Correct. customer. Yeah. Correct. Okay, you are right. 100%. W- what are we going to do? Sell them some lowering springs or coilovers and some sway bars and you're done? For the like price that, yeah. point, you can get a Sonic and mod it. Yes. I think you could yeah. beat anything at that price I, or lower. I do you, agree you. With know you know yeah. the journey. Oh, yeah. The journey is way more than just buying a car and putting wheels and tires, yep. sway bars, and you know, and struts and springs yep. or whatever. But, um, but like the Sonic is the autocross killer. 
Yep. Um, beaten Noah multiple times in my Sonic with that. <laughs> yep. Um, now Road Course, I would say Cobalt. Cobalt, yeah. Yeah. Cobalts are really yeah. they are um, really good. Um, or ATSVs. ATSVs. Are ATS. Yeah. Well, not again. Not, ATSVs. Not, not counting the weight. Not counting the weight in the tires and you, stuff. No, but, you're you're right. Yeah. But you're that's, right. That's but just a budget question. Yeah. If two you can classes, afford yeah. to keep tires on the ATSV, it is better on a road course than a Cobalt. Yeah. 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 Um, but an ATSV realistically will eat a whole set of tires in two sessions, two, three 20 yeah. minute sessions. Yeah. yeah. And they're Done. not your cobalt tires either. No, they are no. a big boy because <laughs> no. that's a 3,800 pound car versus your cobalt. It's 2,900. I even say the cappers are good on, 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 on road course too. Lightweight cars, you know, this, that shut up Tim. We'll talk about you later. Arcane shadows. Can you try again? I'm not sure what, what exactly you're looking for. We'll get, we'll get the questions later. Anyway. Yeah. But, but yeah, either way, even there's even good cars for what you're trying to do. So even, that even plays into your expectation of when you're modding a car. You know, like, if you want your Sonic, I want a 900-wheel horsepower Sonic. You can do it. You're going to need a heck of a budget. <laughs> you're, and you're going to need a lot of ingenuity because you're, you're trailblazing a lot of stuff and probably a lot of nitrous, as we found out. Yep. So We haven't done it, but if you bring your car to us with a check of $100,000, we'll, we'll figure oh, we'll, it out. We'll figure I don't know if that would cover it. Yeah, it it would take all of that. Yeah. <laughs> if not more. But yeah. Because like, my would, brain is already thinking about what that would need. And yeah. it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. What, well, that's what I'm saying. Jeff Gordon. Look at your Instagram. I message you. I'm thinking 214. I message you. Oh, well, I see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Randy, the um, the Sonic is great in the turns, but it doesn't have the power on the straightaways that you kind of need on most road courses. Most road courses are going to have one or two straightaways. That, That's just because your that, car's slow. That darn Cobalt is going to pull away. Yep. Let's Let's talk about it, though. Cobalt versus Sonic, 100% I mean, all out. Yeah. Like, the Cobalt wins. Win. Yeah, but... Our, our Cobalt it's, It made, sounded like you were saying your spec base is faster on the road course than no, your Sonic. He, no, no, he's talking about like an LNF Cobalt or a boosted Cobalt. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah definitely. Gotcha. A base model's like a totally different level. Gotcha, yeah, that's, gotcha. that's like, yeah. you know, you're... You're pulling up to a running race and you're on crutches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I think that just, brings up a good point, though. The um, the expectations going into building a mod car. So you have the Cobalt, mm -hmm. great example. There's three different Cobalts. There's base models. There's LSJs. There's LNFs. You had one. Two four. There you go. Base models. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So base model. We have all three versions here at the shop, yep. and we use yep. them for things. Yeah. Like they all have an advantage That's and right, a disadvantage Randy. to each other. So like, if you want to do one thing, maybe you don't need an LSJ. Maybe you don't need an LNF. Maybe yeah. you know. Yeah. Maybe a so, two two is the one for you. Maybe LSJ is the one yeah. for you. Like, Here's a question. Specifically in the corners since you've raced both your cars on the same track what's the difference between your fully modded sonic and your spec base mm. like completely taking the straight line out of it i don't have data um well, i only I, brought yeah, I, only, dino. I only brought my sonic to the road course once and my friggin' Harry's app wasn't working, and I forgot my darn aim aim solo. Mm. Um, but it does seem like the Sonic has a really fast turn in. Well, we have to remember too. To your Sonic to is dialed. The Cobalt, you're just starting. Yeah, tuning Which, suspension. That's in. why I asked yeah. the question: How close are they when you're just getting started in the Cobalt? 
And how um, quickly do you think it's going to surpass the Sonic? Now I asked about the ATS-V corner speed. Oh, uh, <laughs> depends how much tread he's got left. Exactly. It really doesn't. <laughs> um, the the ATS. Well, I, I probably should answer your question. The the Cobalt, like. I think the suspension is just under the Sonic. So it's, it's Sonic has a better revised suspension Correct. than the Cobalt. I can agree to that. Um, but the Cobalt has the power and the power potential that the Sonic doesn't have. Right. Um, because even even Drag Sonic, like if, if you were going to compare Drag Sonic, you would compare that to Drag Cobalt. Right. And Drag Cobalt made nine, you know, almost 900 yeah. wheel horsepower like 10 years ago. Right, right. Yeah. So like, it, it, who knows what we would do now? Like honestly, yeah. like what oh, I got an now? idea. Oh, stop it! Like, <laughs> you know, so, so the Cobalt's always got a leg up on the power potential of that engine. Um, the ATSV, I think, um, man, like the, you're you're running out of power on that car, um, but that darn stability control that yeah. that car has, technology. Like, Technology is Man. part of the expert. Mm-hmm. Like it that has, car, it has better braking, better aero, a newer engine. It's just newer. Technology continues to go on. It's just newer. Did you know, Al? I was talking to a guy at the autocross that had a. It's an M2, the small one. Yes. The new small ones. Yes. They can set the percent slip into a corner, on the factory trash control. Wow. So these autocross dudes Jesus. are saying like ten percent slip. Leave trash control on. They're just. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah, they like, never have any issues. I wonder, I wonder if the slip angle or traction slip. Probably I don't know tra- what it is. Probably it's, traction. It's probably like okay. wheel spin and traction slip. But they slip. can like choose how much. The, the Camaros, can, cool. the Camaros yeah. uh, can do that too. They can change how much slip they allow before traction control starts kicking Which in. I wow. can, but I have an ECU that's specifically meant for yeah. racing. So and to yeah. know that they can do that on those cars is and, pretty wild. And that Camaro is a factory car with a warranty. Right. And yeah. the ZR1 you're talking about? No, the SS. What? Really? Some of the SS track packages have that. Oh, no kidding? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty like, cool. like the 1LEs? The 1LEs have like a SS 1LE has that. Message retracted. That's suspicious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fred's got an ATS. Yeah, but no, they Pretty like decently modded ATS. What's, what's crappy is too the ATSV doesn't have it. The ATSV doesn't. No, it, it's the ATSV has it. It's just not selectable. Well, yeah, mm. yeah. So you said like, you loved the setup, the control system on that car, though. Yeah, right? yeah. There is a there's a section at Gingerman that is a uh, uh, slow <laughs> swooping turns multiple, and I could seven eight like, nine. You know. It's like it starts with a left hander, has like a little bit of a right hander, and then back into a left hander again. And I could stay foot flat through there, and the car was like totally under control. Yeah. But then I can't do that in my Kappa. If I did that in my Kappa, I would die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <know>? So it's <laughs> essentially, yeah. So, I mean, uh, the stability control that the ATSV has, like, is amazing. Like, think about it, like, they engineered it, and then they engineered it on the Michelin Pilot Super Sports it comes with. And then you go and throw, like, a wider 200 treadwear tire on it like yeah. and it still holy works. crap yeah it works better now because yeah. it was engineered for crappy tires yep like it's absolutely amazing and i never turned everything off like when i always ran point, it no. in like sport mode and no, left everything no, no we had we were in track we found at autobahn we found track three but then we didn't no we found yeah you're right you're yeah, right we found like either track five it was track five or track three but we found the best times either on one of those other ones yeah so. and and it was the most conservative of yes. the track options. Yeah, that was a fact. Because there's I was always too scared. Track modes? Yeah, there's track one. No. Yeah, there's, Dude, there's so many. Yeah, there's a ton. <laughs> there's, there's like snow mode, and there's sport mode, and then there's like track mode. There's, there's and track, then, track one. 
two, three, four, five, <laughs> and then they turn various things off with, depending yeah. on them. And then there's track wet, track dry. Like they have yeah. a bunch. Like I want to yeah. go to the track, but I don't want to be fast, so I'm just gonna do track one. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Like no. Well, like, it's more like, nannies, more or oh. less nannies. So certain things like turn like track three is like, okay. It's a little wet out here. The conditions are this. Track three is the best one for this. Yep. Oh, there's nothing. I can go full out to the mile. Track five. Tires you know. are warm. I'm going for my yeah. fastest PR. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to answer this question real quick just because I asked him to repeat it. Uh, Arcane Shadows, the part you're looking for is the, the hard section of the feed line up in the engine bay, not the sending unit down at the fuel tank. The O4s have a long, hard line, whereas the oh, yeah. O5 Plus have a lot shorter one. So junkyard, some part out guy, Max Webster probably has 500 of them laying around. Yep. <laughs> you just need that hard line section. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, best NA track car for the no, money. No, I he's mean, saying the SS. Oh, one, sorry, one this is this is oh, different yep. subject. Yeah, no, sorry, I just switched. But no, no, but Randy was saying that one S, the SS one LE is the best NA track car for the money. Oh, okay, and which I agree with. But, um, but yeah, okay. once again, expectations. If you guys want to go out there with three hundred, we we want to see it for for number one. But that fourteen seats five is gonna get real hot and real mad. <laughs> yeah, real, yeah. real hot and real, 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 real mad. Like if you like. <laughs> If you already had a 3,800 car and you're like, I want to do road course, you can totally set 100%. that car up for it. You just kind of like, you have to imagine it. Like my ATSV has a rear diff core, a yeah. power steering core, which most cars have a power steering core, a tranny core, even though it's a manual tranny. Yep. Um, and like 17 bajillion heat exchangers, oil cooler, like it has coolers for everything, and that is an engineered track car. So you kind of have to simulate that in your 3800 yep. car. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you need a bigger power steering core. You need to add an oil core. You need to add a larger tranny core, like a like a really big one. Like, um, you just have to add all these cores, and then you're fine. And just not be dumb and like monitor your temperatures. For some reason, the old school mentality is like all of the coolers, the extra stuff, the extra oil capacity, all that's not fun. Yeah. When you start to like research it and nerd out about it, it's just as fun as the mods. Yeah, yeah, it like, really is. Yeah. So yeah. like, think what? pre what could go wrong. Yeah, and then develop or choose mods to and this is, negate them. But this is also something that kind of I even give this a point to Al. Like when you build an all-season car like that, like a car that is not specifically for track stuff, and you don't have some of that stuff, it's going to limit you in what you can do. Right. So then your expectations... But if you know that yeah. and you drive within those limits... Exactly. Okay. But, you, but you have to then know like your expectations. And that's the thing, they're always growing. You know, like, okay, okay, mm-hmm. this car can do this. If you need to drive your car home, you know you need to put it down to 2% and not 6% <laughs> or 60%. You know, you need to think about what you got to do with it but you know overall like you just in in the, in the whole point of this podcast for us to get across guys is you got to kind of know what you're getting into go into it with a plan if and i'll say too if our if customers if, if you guys even sometimes even it's like if you know what you're going into and can expect that you're going to have a better time modding your car it's going to be easier for easier for us to help you mod your car yeah and we'll be able to support you like you can't email tim with your seven revision with your 37th revision saying, Hey man, when I turn my wheel to the left and give it just 2% throttle and give me while the AC's on and, and I, I have the radio on, but not a CD in. Yeah. Hmm. And then my car does this weird thing. Tim's probably going to respond to you. Don't, don't do, do that. that thing. Yeah. 
Like, I cannot tell you how many little creaks and rattles and stuff, weird stuff I've had to deal with with my Cobalt. If I like, floor yeah. my supercharged LSJ at 1,200 RPM in fifth, it right, shakes. Too. Yeah. Okay, don't do that. Yeah. And, yeah. and Tim said it best. If your car was an auto, it wouldn't even let you, you do, do that. that. So yeah. think about that. Yes. Yeah. If uh, you're in fifth gear trying to go up, up a hill. Like, to move this here. here. Or maybe even here and yeah. try then again. Do. Yeah. But CD player expectations. If you're a weirdo like me that listens to CD players and you put coilovers on your car, that, it's going to Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a thing. So it rides ride quality. Guess what, guys? Stuff's on coilovers. You got to expect it's not going to ride as nice. We'll make it ride yep. as nice as we can. And I have nice. officially crossed into grumpy old man zone when it comes to car suspension. Yep. Really? Oh, yeah. When I drove Ashley's car, I was cussing the vibe <laughs> to myself the whole way home just to little cars and little bumps and every single pebble is just like yeah. jamming through my teeth and i yeah. still think that they that her car rides pretty good personally yeah. it probably oh, it does. does she's yeah. she's got a she's got like 18s on a sonic so she's got an ultra yeah. low side profile oh, yeah. and it's like uh See, really this is why sidewalk. i'm like spec based like give me some 15s with four inches of sidewall um, one thing since i did get my five o'clock alarm um fred brought up tires ZZP doesn't sell tires, but like this is a prime example like of this subject as well. Like tires is probably your best upgrade. Mm-hmm. That yep. is and a underrated there are, upgrade. There are drawbacks to tires. 100%. You know, number one, a 200 treadwear tire is probably going to wear twice as fast as yep. a standard all season. Um, and it's going to make um, four times the noise, yep. probably. Tank treads. You Tank know, treads, so, yeah. but yep. like the know, original R888s once they got hot. <laughs> total friggin' train siren. Yeah, yeah. like a train <laughs> horn. Like, um, but that's. But another thing, too, I try to, like, I, I try to push this point. Like, if it's your daily driver and you're putting, you know, 30,000 miles a year on it, you, yeah, you're probably going to want to run like a Michelin Pilot Super, Super Sport, Sport or, or a 4S. Wear, yeah. You know, that's one of the, that's like, I don't know, that's by far the best tire out there for like a daily summer, summer driving, 100%. a summer tire that hooks fairly well. Um, but if this is a toy car and you don't put a lot of miles on it, like you might want to put 200s on it anyway because tires only last like maybe 5 years. So, so if it takes you 5 years to put 30,000 miles on your car, put some 200s on it cuz they're probably going to last you that that's long a good and then point. you'll have the grip. Yeah. yeah. Because there's nothing that I shouldn't say nothing. It's just a phrase. It drives me nuts when I see a tire that still has like 60% tread life and it's starting to crack between the treads. We yeah, get that bad a, here because yep. of the cold and the warm. Yeah, like, we do. But again, yep. that goes to expectations too. Hey guys, when you have crappy all season, you go to the drag strip and you don't hook and you're mad about your times, guess what? You have really bad tires on your car. Yeah. <laughs> or you come here on a dyno and you have crappy, you know, all seasons again or you're winter tires on the car. that too. And you don't make the number you want to make, guess what? That's probably it. You're exactly right, Connor. Yeah. Federal Tire, please sponsor us. Yep. Oh God. Yeah. Um, We've got yeah. LSJ Turbo Swap guys or like entry level turbo swap guys that and now they're on spinning fourth gear. Yeah. yeah. Or like, or guys buddy. even say you show up with, you know, we've had a few ATS guys with really heavy wheels. That yeah. does lower your power. Like, oh I put twenties mm-hmm. on my ATS. Hey man. All right, looks good. But Which reminds me, I, I want to find a light wheel to put on Ashley's car and see what it can actually make. It, it would probably pick up 20 or 20 years old. Just borrow mine because it's like oh, yeah, probably. 15.9 pounds for a 17 by 9. You can't beat that. Yeah. 
RPO yeah, it's not so much that she has 18s. They have like a bajillion D11 spokes. <laughs> it's not even that. It's just... The, it's just a heavy built wheel. It's a heavy built wheel. It has spokes just... on the spokes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rot- Rot- and I, and I, I love Ashton's wheels. Rotiform are a quality wheel. They're um, uh, a good, reliable brand, but they're a little heavy. Yeah, I don't think they look bad. They're like one of the heaviest brands out yeah. there, It's honestly. just the weight that drives me nuts. Yeah. yeah. But either way, guys, so, you know, it's just, once again, we talk about tires. You know, we talk about everything. There has to be some sort of expectation. You know, when you're building a car, what it can handle. Oh, and sorry, just nothing. Just to quickly throw it in there before we start wrapping up. If you guys are making a ton of power in your car, let's say it's a 500-something horsepower LNF or LSJ, no. That you're not going to need for speed reliable. It. I probably said that earlier, but I just want to make that perfectly clear. I think that sums up the entire podcast. Is don't think it's need for speed. Yeah, like stuff like you said, can and will break. <laughs> yep, and you will have to deal with that if you, it's your daily. You don't have to make a mistake to break your car. It will just spontaneously break, break. like Ryan's tranny on the dyno. In the middle of a pole, oh, yeah. like five years or ten so years when ago. I was still a customer, <laughs> heard about that. When I was a customer, everything was fine. The car went out there to make a little more power. All of a sudden, on a decent on the brake, on a braking, all of a sudden, you get and that was my three eighty two F F thirty five. Matt called and say, "Hey, uh, your trans broke." I'm like, "Oh, oh, <laughs> all right. Well, I'm buying a new trans. It? Yeah, I was like, "Can you? I'm buying a new trans. Looks like it. Do do whatever you got to do." So, but yeah, that is that's what will happen. You know, your car's a spontaneous brake. Oh look, you're in, you ran over something and your intercooler now has a crack in it. Or hey, look, you're now. Can I get this fixed under warranty? Yeah. Can, no. You, you ripped off the whole bottom of your stealth heat exchanger and it's now leaking out of weld because you ran over something. Or hey, sometimes it just kind of happened. Hit with a rock chip, or it just happened. We're warranty for it, but no. Well, we looked at your that. Instagram and you're tucking wheel, so no, yeah. no, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but. Either way, you know, that is uh, just we, we want to kind of say that, you know, just have, yep. just have proper expectations, guys. Like if you come to us with honest expectations and you know what you're getting into and you have a realistic version of it yourself, if you have, you know, it makes five it more ki- fun for us makes it more fun and for you us. like. Yeah. If, you, if you have five kids and you need to get to school every day or something, don't Man. do not do a modified 700 horsepower HHR. Yeah. Just saying. That's a bad you, idea. You can tastefully mod your car and, and it still be reliable. Yeah. But, like, just understand it's a it's a trade-off. It's a sliding scale. Yep. Yes. The, the, higher, the higher this horsepower goes, the reliability does this. And then you can add a third axis of the all-season factor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's why my... The Honey Badger has been, I heavily quote, reliable, is because I made it do one thing, which is which is good, and it does that one thing pretty well. Yeah, and and I will say, when your car is purpose built, it will do that one thing, and you will probably break less. Mm -hmm. But if you try to build like too much, then yeah, you you will have certain stuff break and other issues. One one random thing I didn't realize is so the cobalt trunks. This is for you guys put on GT wings on your car, (laughs) cobalt trunk. The top layer of metal is extremely flimsy. Oh, yeah. Extremely flimsy. <laughs> yeah. When you so I'm going on highway and I've my the whole car is like around the stairs like I'm like, what is that? <laughs> Why is my car doing this all of a sudden? I just put the wing on a few days ago. And I look back and I see the and I see the stands of the wing doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that's that downforce, and that's the you know, that's that drag that it's creating. So I have to reinforce it. Yeah, it, it's fine now. Mm-hmm. But at first, I didn't know because over 70, the car, whole car driving, I thought I was killing it, <laughs> killing myself. But, you know, you live and learn. Michael so. Bailey and his Mickey Thompson dailies. Yeah, he's going to need them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Michael, your car is beautiful and going to be real fast. But, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be real fast. 
But yeah, guys, right, guys, I think we're a little over. Yep. Yeah, but yeah. It's about that time. So thanks for hanging out. There was well, a lot of you in here. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a good weekend. Bye. Good weekend.